I heard one time that the greatest human attribute is retribution. It makes you think that, you know, we have this kind of like superpower to make things right that, that aren't right, that, that weren't wrong. And it's a, it's a positive way of thinking about things. We have this opportunity to shine the brightest in, in the dark, kind of that, that concept. Welcome to the Coaching Life Podcast. My name is Pat Martin. Here's my friend, Coach Chris Stewart. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well, Coach Martin. How you doing? I'm good. good. It's, a, uh, it's a nice uh, rainy day here on the campus of Ohio University. Yeah, I'll take it. I, I like it. I, I like don't mind days. rain this time of year. And no, I, in fact, I want rain this time of year. Yeah, we're working on the ball diamond and trying to get the grass to grow. And until you get your irrigation <laughs> fixed underneath the ground, you better hope for rain. You I don't need want God's irrigation. It's. I feel. Has the grass been growing on the field the last? Yeah, I feel like we I'm went pleased with it. Yeah, yeah, we did. It was dead. Yeah. there for a couple of weeks in August, but it bounces back pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah my yard did. <laughs> my yard. Yeah, my, back. My, yeah. my my yard did too. Yeah. It's. It's it's very healthy right now. So <laughs> very is long. I, I kept I kept mo- well. Part of it is I kept mowing it during the dry weather, hoping that it would kill it all. Right. Everyone always says, "Oh, you're going to kill your grass." I said, "I know." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay with me. Right. No, I, I I actually enjoy mowing grass. It's a uh, it's a good time to kind of think about some things. And I do too. Get to yourself. And it's yeah, it's something that uh, I had a, a friend who when we first bought our house, we were pretty busy and we were running around taking kids from tournament to tournament and all that stuff. And so I had a friend who said, hey, I'll, I'll move your yard for you. And he's he was a guy that was just going around doing these odd jobs in the summertime. And and so I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. You know, and and, uh, and so I, we threw him 50 bucks here and there to, to mow our yard. And then I thought... I kind of miss doing it. I like it, I, and so I, and so I I really enjoy it. The, you know the days when I know that I've got time to do it because I also listen to podcasts and things while I'm right while I'm doing it. And so yep. that's uh yeah, it's a great a time. Good yeah, time to is. listen. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. We, I've got. See, I I I I did something a lot smarter than that, Coach. Oh yeah, I pay somebody to do my weed eating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the trimming and the edging is not that as glorious. <laughs> it doesn't hit me. It's sitting on the back of a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do like a good clean edge. I, I actually did that the other day. I put a nice clean edge around my sidewalk walking, you know, leading up to our oh, house. Oh, nothing else looks as good without oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're about to put a clean edge on the baseball field, too. There you go. Before we throw all that uh, dirt on, that uh, get some good stuff. And some Washington ball mix coming. That's going to be some good stuff. Yeah. The Eastern ball diamond is going to look good this year. I've been it's telling everybody good. it would. Yeah, everyone said that it looks good this year. Like a lot of people have told me yeah. that they're impressed. You, you can, you can, yeah, you can dress up a pig pretty nice. I mean, <laughs> from from a distance, you're like, wow, it looks good. You know, because I people, I had someone from Waterford say that, man, this is a nice looking field in, in the Hawking right now. It's like, yeah, but the kids, I don't think the kids would say so that are out there playing on it because it's hard. You know, it's hard. Yeah, and the and the grass was a little bouncy and choppy. We got to even that out a little bit, and so we we got we got plans. That's we what they've always played on though. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So any any so anything we do is going to be, you know, it's going to going to feel a little better to them, I think. You so. know what? I you know let me let me make this statement. We talk about travel baseball and going and playing in nice facilities and something or things. And I we 
we went this summer and played at a few really nice facilities. I don't remember yeah. one time one of our players saying, boy, this is a really nice field. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't remember it. Yeah. You, I did. Like, I, I looked out when we went to, to Fisher Catholic. I thought I, yeah. lo- I thought Fisher Jared Catholic was the yeah, best field. Really I love nice that field. field. Yeah. I love playing there. It was, it looked great. It was crisp and beautiful yeah. and I, I I really liked it, but then you know North Pickerington was really nice, mm-hmm. the flush, you know the real oh, yeah. thick grass. And, but uh, yeah, the kids aren't as impressed, are they? I don't think so. It. I just that kind of just dawned on me that I not until they get a ground ball, right. and it's like, ooh, that stayed down. That's true. <laughs> it didn't hop at the last second. That's true. But you're you're that's what I'm saying. Your players have always played on that that uh, that hard metal infield, so they're and there's to something it. Like about it. it. Yeah, there's a little home field advantage to that. That's good. To knowing point. how it hops and how it plays and where it's rough or it's not, you know, what you can expect, you know, here and there, and yep. especially in the outfield. You know, the outfield the outfield has its has its areas that are rough. Yeah. So. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess if people's listening out there, it's I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow too. Yeah. So why if yeah while they're listening, it's probably raining. If they're listening on the day that this podcast releases, September twenty second, I think we're supposed to get rain three days in a row here in southeastern Ohio. Wait, are you? Do you think that people actually wait? To listen to our podcast, I just always assume that as soon as it, there the are probably a it, few losers out there that wait. <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't, they don't just you know get pop their head off the pillow in the morning and say, "Oh yeah, the coaching life's out today." Actually, it drops around two a.m., doesn't it? It does. So it does. I would expect it, most of our view listens to be to happen right yeah. around three. Oh yeah, yeah. You can start to see. Well, I will tell you this: it's interesting because uh, we we schedule to to uh, to post at 2 a.m. because it takes a little longer to get out to some platforms than others. And so you, we, the idea is we want to make sure that whatever time you get up to go to work, it's in your platform. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, do you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, or, you know, whatever you use. Overcast. Overcast, yeah. Um, and I will often check when I first get up at 4.45 in the morning. Just to make sure. Just to there. see. And well, yeah, it's there. But Usually when I hear lately, when I've gotten up, there have already been nine or 10 listens on it, which, oh, is, really? which is a little bizarre, but are they from Estonia or I, I don't, I don't, are, are, yeah, they, are. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, unless people are just getting up early in the morning and they're putting us on before Jocko. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a good starter. <laughs> it kind of, yeah, it's like, uh, Mike and Mike, uh, leading, uh, Tony Kornheiser. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're one of those people that listens to us at five in the morning, make sure that you take a snapshot of the Coaching Life podcast header that you're, you know, the the icon, and make sure that the clock is in there, and it shows 5 a.m. You've got us uh, on that early, ready to go. Yeah. Ready, ready to learn. Ready, ready to just soak it in. Reach out to us. Send that to us. We'd Let like us to know. see that. We, yeah. want, we want to know who our early morning listeners who, are. Who's the first early morning listener? Well, you'll, you will win a Coaching Life t-shirt. Really? Whenever we get those made up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't even have a Coaching Life t-shirt. <laughs> Hopefully we got something to talk about today since we've been hyping ourselves here a little bit. We've already talked about it, really. We we had a conversation as we normally do before we started recording, and yeah, you know, we the the the, uh, the center of that conversation was strength training was was the gym, yeah, and the time that yeah. you know we spend in the gym and and kind of the experiences that we have when we're we're going through this uh, strength strength training journey. I think. Uh, 
a lot of people just think you you know you don't they don't think about it a lot they just think well you just go to the gym you lift some weights and you're done but there's there's a lot of uh, unique experiences that happens inside of a gym right uh, especially for for younger people that are growing and, and trying to get stronger that have a purpose for getting stronger and are you know they're doing it for a reason every once in a while they come across something that uh, maybe they didn't expect and that is they're not able to uh they're not able to get that last rep in or they're not able to to finish that last set with the mm. weight that they're using they they experience something called failure yeah we talked about going to failure the other day because we had a couple of kids who, who couldn't get the last couple of reps in and one of their sets and you know they only got to three and and, and they had to drop it you know yep. that was it and i said i, I i'm like yes and they, they, they looked at me like, ah, oh, I failed, though. Like, yeah, yes, but that's good. We know that you took your muscles yes. to complete failure, mm-hmm. which means you're going to grow. Yep. Now, t- take that analogy and run with it. That's the right? end of the show. There you go. We just finished. Yeah, so how do you bounce back from failure? How do you respond when you fail? You know, the weight room is just a microcosm, you yes. know, an illustration of some of the great failures that we might experience in our lives. And, you know... Uh, what are some ways that we can really take with us today, tomorrow, the next day, you know, whenever it comes, whenever we know that we, man, we just, we've just failed in something. What are some ways that we can, uh, we can just know, okay, if I do this, this is going to help me. Yeah. This is going to help me respond to failure. I think sometimes you and I talk about things in a general way. So why don't we come <laughs> up with some specifics that people can actually take, take with them and, and be practical with it. We did. I would, uh, piggyback off of that i was telling somebody about our podcast from last week and i because we were having a conversation about their their kid not going out and practicing as much as what they used to and uh you know i brought up passion and you know Mm -hmm. how do you how do you get your kid to have the same amount of passion as you do and yeah the the person was like well what was your answer or what 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 did you figure out and i said well we really did not (laughs) sure we figured it out but we've got 50 minutes worth of conversation for you hopefully somewhere in there you're encouraged by it yeah i you know i think perspective is important i you know right off the bat i think when people think about failure and and struggle it's a it's a downer Mm -hmm. immediately and it, it puts you in a bad mood and you know, uh, demotivate you, I guess you could say. But, you know, I, just as we talked about there, uh, failure is actually a positive. You know, yeah. you're, you're going somewhere. And, and if you never experience failure, uh, you're, you're probably not growing. And that's, you know, we've, we've talked about that before as far as competition goes. You know, mm-hmm. how much are you supposed to live? There's a lot of conversation out there, you know, the 70% rule or, uh, things like that that say, you know, you, you shouldn't be in a situation where you succeed more than 70% of the time. If you, if you're succeeding mm-hmm. more than 70% of the time, you're not, you're not giving yourself enough opportunity to grow. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think for me, first and foremost, it's just that perception of what, what exactly is failure? You know, failure is not going to kill you. It's not going to, uh, uh, at least in most cases, I guess it could, you know, in some, but it, even in that, depending, depending on where you're, where you're at in your life, uh, even, even those major types of failures can't, uh, ultimately destroy you because right. there's, you know, some of us, some of us believe there's, there's, there's other places yeah. to go. Yep. So, um, and other, and, you know, more important things to think about. So, but yeah, I, I think pers- perspective is huge you know, right off the bat. It's, it's how it, you know, because if you, if you have a negative, um, sense about failure, then you're going to respond to that, that, uh, failure, 
um, in not a great way. And as yeah. we, you know, as we know, response is important. But yeah, you know, failure is a good thing. It, it can help us grow without a doubt. One of the things that you just referred to, one of the um, one of the ideas, I guess, mm-hmm. or the concepts that you just alluded to is a word probably from the Apostle Paul. It reminded me of the word from the Apostle Paul in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I looked it up real quick because I think this is one of the most encouraging statements on failure, and that is, for we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Mm. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. And I think that that's, you know, granted, he's got a lot deeper reasons there for having that perspective. Sure. Um, But I think all of us, like you said, you've said this before, that everyone can really take encouragement from the scriptures, whether you believe in them or not. Absolutely. And the reality is the people who, you know, who are the most successful in life know that it's, it is absolutely impossible to live a life without failure. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not, it's not going to happen unless, I guess, unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, not have done anything at all. And in, in which sense you failed by default. Yes. And so, yeah. So anybody that's living is going to fail, you know, and, and I think that, uh, the word that I get there from, you know, from Paul's writing is, is, you know, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting hit hard here. I'm still breathing. I, you know, we got people are against us, or we're fed, you know we're uh, struck down. I got hit, but I'm not crushed. I can get back up. Yeah, you know, and it's almost like, well, let's redefine the word failure. Let's let's make failure then equal to begin again. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, that's I, so to to look at it another way. If you if you have failure in your life. A positive of that is that you're recognizing recognizing mm-hmm. it, and when you recognize that failure, you have the ability, as you just said, to begin again. Yeah, you can start over. Yeah, right. You can it's start. New- you can start right now, uh, taking care of what you want to take care of. You can start right now being the person that you want to be. Right. I think you've 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 had that uh, thought written and and spoken uh, in your life before. You, I, I mm-hmm. know you've had some yeah. talks like that. Yeah. So it, it it's really about. Uh, you know, an opportunity to change things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is, it's an opportunity. And if you don't recognize it, that's a problem, right? The, the right. fact that you know that there's failure, that, that, that lets you know you're alive. Yeah. That yeah. pain. Yeah. Be is, honest. Be honest. I mean, you know, what, what's one of the best ways to bounce? I mean, one of the, what's the, what, like, you, you want some step by step instructions on how to mm. respond to failure, how to bounce back from failure. How about number one, be honest with yourself. Yeah. Okay. I failed here. I failed, you know, yeah. recognize it. Um, and then, and then, and then from there, when you, when you know that you've, that you've got an area that you have failed, can just completely failed in, then it's time to start picking up the pieces, you yeah. know, cause I think from there, step two would be okay. Don't beat yourself up for too long. I think it's okay to beat yourself up. Me too. But but not too long. Motivates you, right? Yes. It motivates you. You should feel bad. Yeah. Right. Right. It motivates you to put that plan together. Mm -hmm. To reckon, you know, you're you're recognizing it, and now what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, let that let that pain uh, drive you. Yeah. A little bit. It kind of reminds me of feel that guilt and that shame. Right. Feel it, but then but then forgive yourself. 
Oh yeah. It's like it's Absolutely. like two sides of a of, of a coin right there. Right? right. The bad and the good. Yeah. Yeah. And we you know And they're both good. And they're they both can be good, right? So we're talking about perspective again. It reminds me of uh Dakota Meyer mm-hmm. and how, you know, his situation I don't know if Marine. Yeah, he's Marine got got into a a uh that was a it was a it was a it was a battle. You know, and he Yeah um he had to, he was put in a situation where he really honestly it was probably a no win situation. He probably could not succeed in what he was attempting to do. Right. And you know, people will tell him it's not it's not your fault. And yeah. He, and he tells them, yeah, it is. He doesn't he doesn't accept that. He doesn't right. Accept it. Right. In fact, he talks about when he received the Medal of Honor, he had a really difficult time with it. Yeah. Because he said, I'm receiving a Medal of Honor for the biggest failure in my life. Mm. Letting what is it, six, eight men die? Right. I mean, not let. I mean, not just letting them die. I mean, they went. They went back and got them. These stories an absolutely incredible story. story. If you don't listen to the Jocko podcast, listen to the Jocko podcast episode one fifteen. I've got it memorized. You still remember? I thought I was. That's the first one I send everybody to. It's my amazing. my buddy Biz Biz Ganguly, who I grew up with. He lives up in New Jersey. He's he's taken his test for his uh, um, black belt in uh, jujitsu this week, and and. Uh, and he posted something. He sent me a text because he's actually going to the Bengals game this week. I'm I'm going to the Bengals Steelers game this weekend. By the way, are you really? I am. My 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 uh, wife and and Brock's wife bought Brock and I, well, the whole family, all of us tickets to go for uh, our birthdays. Yeah, it's a birthday present. Good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty excited about that. Bengals Steelers. But I I uh, was t- t- texting with my buddy from New Jersey, and he said he's going. He's like, well, you know what, I'm. I'm gonna go too. And so he bought tickets also. <laughs> so so he's coming down to Pittsburgh, and uh, hopefully we get to meet up. But anyway, oh, you're going to Pittsburgh? I they're playing in Pittsburgh this I Sunday. I got you. Yeah, yeah. which you, isn't far from Brock and Alley. Now that you, yeah, now that you have family that that is that are stationed in Pittsburgh or near Pittsburgh, yeah, an hour and a half or so below. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's the plan for us. So a good deal. Yeah, but back to my buddy Biz. Right. His name is Biz because it's his actual name is Biz Wadeep. Ganguly, he's he's from India. His family's from India. He was born in New Jersey, but I think family, I've heard some stories about this. Oh, English. he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's yeah. a stud, man. I, I I loved it. He was a great mentor of mine when I was growing up, and uh, uh, his dad was a uh, was a um, worked in the office at uh, AEP, and he got stationed at one of the plants down at the power plants down the river in Racine. And so when I was growing up in Syracuse down there, Biz was my name. They, they, they moved in. It was yeah. it was it was wild having these because because his his dad BJ you know BG and Ela were both from from India, and and then they had kids and some of their kids were born in India. But then when they moved over to the United States, um, Biz was actually born in the United States. Gotcha. But man, they're full on India Indian, and they invited us up for dinner. And that curry would you could smell the. We lived three oh, houses man. down from them. You could smell the curry by the moment we stepped out of the driveway <laughs> to, to walk up to their now. house, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't like curry though. Oh, really? Yeah, I had, I, 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 I swallowed it. I mean, because I, I, I didn't want to be rude. Do they know? Even as a 12, like? 13, 14 year old, Biz knew. He's like, ah, just, just, just eat. He said, but here's the thing don't finish it. He said, here's, a, this is a difference in our cultures. He said, if you finish your plate, my mom will put more on it and you'll be expected to, to eat some of that. So if, if you're done, leave it. Like, yeah. if you don't want any more, leave it, and then they'll know, okay, you're done. I'm like, okay. Because, you know, we were always told, clean that plate, boy, right? Or it's, the, it's a whole different culture. In the land of the supersize. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't even know what point I was making there. But I got a lot of good biz stories, though. Dakota Meyer. 
he's you're saying biz is going to get certified or he's trained in yeah in jujitsu and we were talking this week about uh oh <laughs> i just recommend it he, he he posted a jocko a picture of jocko's book oh, extreme okay. ownership yeah, and i yeah. said i said hey if you don't listen to his podcast you need to start and he, and i said i can recommend a couple episodes for you right now and so he said yes and shoot him my way so I, I sent him dakota myers and then travis mills yes who was a quadriplegic had he you know he his somebody in his unit um they ran over a he practically stepped on a triple stack IED, and the fact that he lived through it is flat out miracle. Um, but lost all of his limbs, pretty yeah. much some of some or all of all four limbs. And you know, like, like, and here we are talking about our failures. Yes, and you know, I and 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 this is why because sometimes one, you know, we've said this before. It's good to hear ourselves say it because it 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 it. it it forces us, or at least motivates us, to mm -hmm. to live by a standard um, that you know. Sure. To stay on topic, we at least I do. I'll own, <laughs> I'll own up to it. I f I fail at you know quite often. Um, but my favorite character, and I can't remember his name. I wish I could because I'm like this guy's so awesome. In the Travis Mill story, is you know because. He's telling the story about how he woke up. Um, tough, how he woke up and he, you know, he realized he didn't have his mm -hmm. arms and legs, and he's kind of just laying there. And I can't remember what the sequence was, but ultimately, a, an individual comes in that doesn't have mm -hmm. maybe arms or maybe only has one arm or something. And uh, he asks him if he wants a wants a drink or something like that. Yeah. He says, "I can't open it." And he opens it and he says, I know exactly how you feel. I was there too, but you'll get, you'll get through it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that, that's not failure obviously, but it's struggle, right. And it's challenge. Right. And I think, you know, that's the, that's the thing that sets down on us when we, when we experience failure, especially failure of, of any, um, of any magnitude that, you know, we're hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We, we, uh, you know, we get down, we, you know, maybe, maybe even get depressed about things and, and, these types of stories and, 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 you know, hearing these, these points and these topics reiterated just helps us deal with those things. And I think, yeah. you know, for Travis Mills, you know, this guy standing in front of him that also experienced a similar injury and is telling him, you know, I've, I've been, I've laid in the bed that you're laying in right now. And I know all the questions and doubts and, and concerns and fears that's going through your head. And I'm telling you, you're going to make it through it. You know, that, 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 that image is is kind of what you know why we do everything that yeah. we do not just for for ourselves but you know for everybody else right. that can listen so well and you know his whole message travis mills's entire message because he has you know he has a book um and this is actually i think the title if you look up the title of the podcast that he did with jocko willink the episode that he did i think this was the title of it the documentary that he has i think it's on netflix it's all it's all this never give up Mm. never quit, never give up. And <laughs> I mean, to, to have someone who could have easily said, that's it. I remember, you know, here's this, this is an amazing thing. I didn't realize this, but my cousin, Daryl, who uh, used to live up in um, Connecticut and he was in the Navy and he, he did a, a residency at um, uh, Walter Reed hospital. Okay. And, and so we were talking 
about and uh, you know I, we, he was down visiting us one summer and I was talking about this this podcast and and it's talking about Travis Mills and I and I could just see him nodding his head nodding his head nodding his head and he said I was at Walter Reed when Travis Mills came in oh wow yeah he said I never did he was a pharmacist so he like he had no direct contact with him but he said I remember his story that's awesome phenomenal yeah yeah just it's a little side aside there Jocko's got some stuff. Yeah, he does. Everyone out there doesn't know what doesn't know about Jocko, and you're looking for a new podcast. Now it's long. He's got some. Yeah, you think our episodes. podcast episodes are long? Yeah, you Fifty think minutes to an hour. Yeah. Him and Echo gets it going. Boy. You get Jocko talking about uh, <laughs> sitting across the, the the microphone with somebody with an old war buddy. Mm. Mm, yeah, that's uh, well. And the the Chesty Puller episodes. <laughs> those are the first ones that I listened to when I when I discovered Jocko's podcast. Um, it was the life of Chesty Puller, and that yeah. there was no one. It was just him and Echo. Yeah, and he was reading yeah. the book, you know, about the biography of Chesty Puller, who was basically, you know, the Marine. I mean, he was the he was the one that they name all the the dog, you know, the dog that the Marines have is, is always named Chesty, mm. you know, and uh, named after him. But man, those are two pretty intense episodes. Yeah, Very definitely. intense. Yeah, you see, I, I those long podcasts like that I listen to when I go to bed. There's no yeah, way I could. How li- you can fall asleep to those? I don't. I don't. Oh. Li- that's what I'm saying. I don't listen <laughs> to Jocko yeah. when I fall asleep. That's it. You got to throw some classical music on or yeah, something. Yeah, there's no way I would be able to fall asleep with with the Mm-mm. with the Jocko podcast. I've tried before, and I'm like, no, no I can't. Just it, yeah, it, it motivates you. Hell Hearing yeah. those stories motivate you some, for they some do. reason. I don't know. It's yeah, it's just well, I tell you why. I think one of the one of the main aspects of that is because we're talking about defeat. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about struggle, challenge. We're talking about failure, and we're more importantly than all those things, we're talking about individuals that are overcoming that. Yes, and that's motivation. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's kind of the the um, it's kind of the fundamental fundamental opposition of life. You know, as human beings, we mm-hmm. we face challenge. That's what mm-hmm. we do, right? Yeah. And our goal is to overcome that challenge. It's like yeah. the uh, it's the, the fibers of who we are. You right. Know? So right. That's that's why things like that impact us so much. To hear him because it's 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 who we are yeah and that's another thing you know you said without failure we're living a cautious life i would almost say without failure you're not living you're not at all. living life yeah. yeah yeah it's it's a part of it's a part of of us as, as people and it's not something you can escape but it's 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 definitely something that uh that you can overcome and, and that you can use mm-hmm. to get better at Another response that we can have toward failure that I think helps us to dig ourselves out of that hole a little bit is to revisit your reason why. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is whatever it is that you failed in, yeah. or, you know, go back and, and revisit why do I, I'm not saying revisit why you failed. Don't, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to necessarily think about why did I fail? Why did I fail? Why did I fail? I think that's sometimes what coaches want to do when they see kids fail. Like, okay, what did you do wrong? Right. Yeah. But I think one of the best ways to get people to move beyond their failure, this is good stuff is right to here. say, revisit the reason why you do what you do. Yeah. Right. Revisit why you want to achieve. Like if a kid's going to fail in the weight room and they get discouraged because they're just, they feel like they're not growing. Right. I could say, well, you know, your form isn't good. And if your form is not good, you definitely should fix it. And I mean, that's in one place that where your mechanics need to be good. It's there. But, uh, 
and you know, mechanics should be good no matter what, but that's not the end all. But what I'm saying is, uh, I like to ask them the question. I'd like for them to revisit why they're in there to start with. Yeah. Um, one of the things I have kids do before um, they, before we begin, like in that orientation day training, you know, before we begin strength training, is to ask answer a few questions. And one of the questions is, why do you want to come? Like, why do you want to be in the weight room? Why, what's your purpose for coming in here? And I'm like, I want you to be specific. Tell me what you are hoping to accomplish by coming in here. And, you know, if someone says get stronger, I'm like, I give it back to them. Like, nope, be more specific because we know you're going to get stronger. Hmm. But what do you want to do with Why that do you strength? Want to get yeah. And so then they're like, okay, well, I want to hit, I want to hit, instead of, instead of hitting ground balls, it's just a shortstop, I want to hit line drives in the gap. Okay, there you go. There, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I want, if when you fail, envision yourself. All right. Doing that, that, you know, achieving that, because if you weren't doing anything, you're not going to achieve that. Yeah. The fact that you failed means that you've given yourself a chance to achieve your dream, your goal. That's the, but if you're not, yeah, yeah. If you're not doing anything, I'm sorry, you're not going to achieve it. I've got so many things going through my head right now, but the take it, take it and run. I got, so a couple weeks ago, we, we had a, um, we're, I'm coaching a 12U baseball team this fall, and we were down players. In, crazy stuff. Injury, COVID, uh, appendicitis. I'm, Gee, <laughs> I'm losing kids left and right. A <laughs> bunch of different things. But um, we brought a we brought a younger a younger kid up, and um, he 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 wasn't being successful at the plate. He wasn't he wasn't having success. Mm-hmm. He was you know striking out, ground out. I think he I think he made contact several times, but. You know, we played two two games, doubleheader, and uh, didn't didn't uh, didn't get anything going. But I was really I was happy with his approach. I mean, he was up there cutting, he was taking swings, he wasn't he wasn't taking pitches. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, and of course, he's not going to feel the same way about it because he wants to get a hit. You yeah, know? yeah. But for me, as a coach, bringing up this kid, he did exactly what I wanted him to do. I was very happy with the mm-hmm. way that he played. And he he uh, he made a big big play in the outfield too for us, but never got a hit until his last at bat. Mm, last about of the day and uh, i just saw this kid that was down on himself you know uh, shoulders down long face and then he gets this hit and it actually it, it was a hit that that kind of uh energized our team and and allowed us to come back and win a game we were down two runs at that point wow. he started the rally yeah he got us going and uh after you know when we when the game ended we got our third out there he ran off the field and I, he was just so excited and I, I fist bumped him and I said, were those first several at bats worth that last hit? Yeah. And he's, and he, you know, he shakes his head. I said that, you know, that's why you yeah, remember where you were. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, and I say this a lot, like I, I guess it's a way to, to trick ourselves. Um, but it, it's not, it's not a trick. You know why? Because, you know, from a, from a faith perspective, God, you know, we'll, we'll just take my my life as an example. God blesses me. He gives me so many things, so many things. And you know what? Very seldom do I sit down and spend enough time. Because, th- yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for things. And mm-hmm. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for, for food that I eat. I'm thankful for my house. But yeah. He gives us so much more than those, those, those big, big item things that we, we you know. Right. The, the trees, 
you know, are a blessing. You yeah. know, uh, sidewalks. You know, <laughs> these things that that were sure, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. And things that, you take for granted for sure. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, I in my mind, I think it is it, it it's very selfish of us to think, you know, well, I've. I broke my collarbone, <laughs> right? I broke my collarbone. I'm, I'm missing my season of, hmm. of football. That's this really stinks. You know, my life, my life stinks. It's selfish of us to to overlook all the great things in our lives for you know to 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 glorify those the challenges and the struggles and the failures that we have. Um, and for me, I've always thought it there's trade offs. Yeah. You know, in your mind, if you if you experience failure. In it, and this gets back to your why. What what would you what are you trading that failure for? You know, and that that's why I say that failure is a cost to something because right. we're buying the, these things, and that's that's probably a, a an awkward way to look at it. It's not it's not really the truth because you know uh, God didn't bless me uh, with the sidewalks in in the city of Athens. He you know those those things weren't created by His hand for me. However, uh, I'm thankful for them. And you know you're not you're not uh, you're not trading those things so to speak, but there's a balance, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think it's good to keep in mind that that I feel like for me, and I th- I think for most people, even even people that find themselves in a in really tough places, the balance is always in favor of the blessings. It is, yeah. and so that's actually one point that you can add that to our list here of how to bounce back from failure. Be grateful. Yeah. I mean, gratitude is one of the most important aspects of life. I think one of the most important character traits of, that a person can possess, and we all have it. That's the thing. It's not, it's not a character trait. It's because it's a choice. Mm-hmm. I choose to be thankful for things. I choose to be, be, to be grateful. And I think, I think when we start listing some of those things yes. out loud or writing them down or what, in whatever way, all of a sudden those little or big failures start to start to lose their luster a little bit, you know, lose their importance, I think, in our in our lives, in our heart and in our mind, when we're when we start listing some of those things that we're really grateful for. That's science. That is science. That's biological it's physiological science. Because you can't be So you can trust it. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> you can't oh, be you can't be is it anxious? Or is it just, it, yeah. what, what's the, what's the, what is the science? If you're, S- yeah, stress. anxiety and stress. Yeah. It's, it's physiologically, I mean, in your brain, the way, you know, the way your brain works, it is not physiologically possible. Is that, is that the right? Neurologically, yes. no, phys- maybe? It's, it's physiologically. Yeah. Uh, to, to have stress, to be stressed and thankful at the exact same time. I mean, there studies have been done on that. Like, yeah. I mean, like the, the I don't know what it is, yeah, the hormones, that, the the hormones <laughs> that your body goes, you know, it, it, you know, people put those little probes on and they, and they, they look at they, MRIs they look of the, the brain yeah, and things yeah. like that. And yeah. it's like, huh, that's interesting. But I, it's, it is, it's an incredible, it's, it's, it's a fact. It's something that you can, you can take to the bank. You can, you can, and you could use in your life. Um, and you, your outlook on everything in your day changes when you stop thinking so much about, the stressful things, well, it's it's easy to say, isn't it? Stop Very thinking so much about it. So, what do you do in its place? Think about what. So, let's let's make it positive. Let's start thinking 
about what we're grateful for, mm-hmm. what we're thankful for. Because then, and we're not, so don't even try to stop thinking about the stressful stuff. Just start thinking about what you're grateful for because what's going to happen is those things are going to push the stress out. Yeah. They really will. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to do and it's hard to remember. Yeah, it is. It's hard to remember. Because that, 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 that concept has escaped me. And I know we've talked about it before. But well, how many times have we talked about failure? Quite a bit. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you know, when you talked about what should we talk about in the podcast, I'm, I look back through, like I, you can do a little search in your yeah. podcast. I'm like, man, we've already talked about that four times. <laughs> it's actually been the title of one of our po- podcasts. But the reality is, it's just like the gospel. We need to hear it every week. Yeah. You know, we need to hear it a lot. Yes. Because we all, because again, it's hard to remember. It's hard to remember. <laughs> yep. And it's uplifting mm-hmm. to be reminded of it. It is. You know, some of these, some of these things that we're talking about here. You know, you said uh, to the kid that has uh, that that got his, the very last hit. Uh-huh. There's a you know he he he'd been swinging and missing or you know grounding out, popping out. He hadn't had a very good day at the plate, but he got that one hit right. So he forgets about all the others. It's just like that he lived, he lived out in that game a statement that I will often say to a kid who's struggling during you know during a game or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll, a lot of times I'll say this. I'll say, hey, it only takes one swing to have a great day. Does. Just takes one swing to have a great day. Absolutely. And 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 because you're always, you know, that okay, let's think about the next one. Forget about what we've done. Let's think about the next one. And that's a that really does happen. I mean, you've seen a demeanor, an entire demeanor change in someone who has struck out three times and their last at bat, there's a runner on second, and they hit they lace a line drive to right center, score that run. We tie the game. All of a sudden, oh yeah. I guess I did strike out earlier in the game, and I was really upset about that, and I thought it was the end of the world. Actually, that never happens because you don't think about it You anymore. just don't ever think about it. Exactly. <laughs> you it's never gone. have that contemplation. It's gone. Because it, yeah, it's it, gone. Yeah. Those strikeouts are completely gone. Yeah. That's why I told him. I said, that's why baseball is such a great game. Right. Because it only takes one swing to change your... I, mm-hmm. I actually did tell you, him that. Use so. that, yeah. That, yeah. All right. So what, what do we got? Are you keeping notes? We got like three or four, three or four points there. Is that enough? Is that no? I think we can come up with a few <laughs> more. What do you got? Let's see. Um, let's, let me look at my notes here. Be grateful. I did. I have that. I had that written down. You took that. So I, I've got a thought here. So to bounce back or to respond to failure in a way that's going to help you turn it into a positive. What if we remind ourselves of our source of happiness, like find your source of happiness in what you're doing? Like, for example, just because you fail at something doesn't mean that you're not worthy to be happy about what you're doing. Like, sometimes Mm. I feel like when we fail, we feel like the lowest person in the world. Like, I don't even deserve to play this game, or I'm such a loser, or whatever it is. It's not just a game, anything in life. And we, you can tend to feel like, I don't even, I'm not even worthy to be playing this. But the reality is, a lot of times when we fail, the reason why it hurts us so bad is because we're doing something that we really love, and we're doing it with people that we love. Mm. And so the reason it hurts so bad is because is because of those truths. And so remind ourselves, know what, you know what? This this is really good. You know, I mean like I fail in my marriage sometimes, right? Sure. We don't get along all the time. I mean, we, we get I mean, we have a great marriage, but you know, there are times if you live with somebody 24/7, you're going to sometimes disagree, right? Can't, can't can't not have it. Just can't it can't not happen, right? Otherwise, you're just not living. That's true. Yeah, yes, so, that's exactly what so, I was thinking. So when that happens, one of the great ways to be, one of the great things to be reminded of is, you know what though, we've got a, 
I really love this woman. Yeah. You know, I, we really do have, we've, we've had a great life together and this is, this is something that, that uh, we can get through pretty easily. And that's the, the fact of that is the more you get through, the stronger mm-hmm. your bond is. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, that's the same with, with any type of failure, the more you overcome it, the better you are yeah. at, at handling it and recognizing it and, and, and avoiding it in the future, really a failure, you know, <laughs> It's it's not something that we really should be afraid of or want to be afraid of because the opportunity to, f- to fail has to come. I guess you know that's what we're saying. If it doesn't come, then then you're not accomplishing anything. And and what is the definition of failure? You know what? Or, that's, or, or, yeah, no, that's maybe, a good question. The definition is a good question, but I never really what what is the the value of failure? I guess that's what I was really thinking mm, of. Yeah. Because when, you know when you think about the game of baseball, and this this is something we've talked about a lot. You have it's not just about the result and failure is oftentimes tied yep. to a result of something. Uh, it's not just about the result. It's about, it can be about result if you, if you let it, but you know, it, it, take this uh, person that had a, a, a bad uh, day at the plate. You know, I said I was happy with the way that he, that he that he hit right because i i was right. appreciative of his approach yeah and when you bring a, a younger kid up to face uh, older kids one of the first things you typically see is they're shy about swinging they don't want to mm-hmm. swing the bat they're nervous you know they they take a lot of strikes um so that was those are you know as a coach i was expecting those were some of the concerns that i had when and yeah. you know, bringing this kid up, and that that didn't happen. So to me, you know, I was I was happy with him swinging. I was happy with his. Approach. Yeah, even what he saw as failure to you was not success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because and here's the so thing: the, because so the definition is very fluid. Yes, right. Because it, his approach was something that would lead that I know would lead to yes. success. It did yeah. today. And so, how on earth is that failure? Exactly. I mean, and that's really, I mean, you bring it back to strength training. That's the whole idea of strength training. Mm-hmm. If you do something to complete muscle failure, the, I mean, that means you can't go any further. But if you do, the more you do that, the more success you're going to have later at, at lifting those heavy weights or the more success you're going to have in anything because your body's going to get stronger. And so you're going to be successful in whatever it is that you're, you're seeking to do. Why? Because of all those failures. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we got to really redefine that word. It's or look at it with a different perspective, a different lens. It's not all a negative word. I heard one time that the greatest uh, human attribute is retribution. Ooh, I think it was off of some movie, some. 80s horror sounds like or something like that. sounds like a movie uh, movie quote but yeah. it, it makes you think that you know we have this this kind of like superpower yeah to make things right you know that that mm-hmm. that aren't right that that, yeah. that we're wrong and it's a it's a it's a positive it's a positive way of thinking about things we 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 um we have this opportunity to shine the brightest in in the dark right yeah kind of that 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 concept yeah. <laughs> so yeah, find find your pleasure in what you're doing, whether you fail or not. What was it? Who was it? Um, was it Lou Gehrig that said, 
my worst day playing baseball is still uh, better than the best day doing anything else. Was it was it him? Maybe. It may have been in that speech that he that he gave when he knew he was but, done. I mean, he knew he was dying. Yeah. I, I think that was Lou Gehrig. I, I could be wrong. It sounds like something Pete Rose would say, but he's more of a, I'd, I'd go through hell in a gasoline suit to play this game. Pete Rose, like yeah. <laughs> but I, it seems like Lou Gehrig did say that. Um, something like that. I may have botched it all up, but my, my worst day playing baseball was better than the best day doing anything else. Well, I don't know how his wife felt about that, but I think <laughs> well, she knows what he meant. Yes, and that's, yeah, yeah, he knew what he meant. And he, so he's reflecting upon yeah. You know, those moments, Keep it in context. Memories. Keep yeah. it in context. Right, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, that's, I think that, you know, you said it a minute ago, it's, it's, it's perspective. And when, when a person is is nearing that time, you know, they, mm-hmm. ha- they have a, uh, there's a, a, I think it's Tim McGraw's song, Live Like You're, Di- uh, yeah. Live like you're Dying. Yeah. And it's, it, you have this, you know, as, as a person's getting closer to that time, you're able to look back on, on moments in your life that were, maybe uh seen at at the time of struggles right and and realize that you know those were those weren't such bad times they're they're mm-hmm. they're good times and mm-hmm. that's uh, that's that's perspective mm-hmm. and, it is you know and it, it, and it changes everything um yeah think about your absolute worst day doing something you love yeah <laughs> right whatever that is it's still pretty darn good like my what was my worst day sitting on the beach Wow. We had a day this past summer where it rained. Boy, we still were sitting beside that ocean. <laughs> we still had some fun throwing the, throwing the ball around and playing. You know, I mean, Let's see if I can. You're not that. you're not a beach guy, are you? What is my absolute worst day when my family's down on the beach? I'm in the hotel. <laughs> Play, doesn't playing hit. playing Fortnite. Playing Fortnite doesn't hit the same with me. <laughs> no, no. You, I mean, some people don't like the beach. I love the beach. I don't mind it. Yeah. I I I have a. Um, I mean, that's what we say. I mean, on rainy days, it's like, you know what? I'd rather be here on a rainy day than back in Ohio. It's, I mean, it's still, it's we're still at the beach. That's that's kind of our uh, response to I it don't know. in I our li- family. I like these rainy days <laughs> right now. I have a a tremendous amount of respect for the ocean, or for the, you better have. <laughs> we better have a respect for it. The power of water. No one has power. Over the ocean. Oh man, it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I've like like you know, like movies like The Perfect Storm. Or oh yeah. Watching tsunami it's videos phenomenal. and things like that or roguey videos just it fascinates I'll me. I'll tell you, it's if you have you ever gone deep sea fishing? No. It it is you know, just to see like a ten or twelve foot dip, like a way like as you're going out, you know, deeper into the into the sea to to you know, to to, to fish. If you're on the front of the boat and you're looking, it's like, holy crap, how how far is that? I mean, how big is this wake that we're about to go down in? And then it splashes up on you. Oh, you man, know, my stomach's rolling it's, right now it's just like, thinking about it. It's like, man, and I know this isn't even big compared yeah. to what it's, it can be like out there when the weather's bad. Can you think, can you imagine what it was like? Because, you know, you watch these videos and anyone can do it. You go on YouTube and just put in ships and waves or mm. something like that. These huge you know, cargo ships, they're getting tossed yeah. left and right on these waves. Like, can you imagine, you know, in the in the 1600s when they were, when <laughs> right. they were trying to navigate these waves? I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. It's just, it, it, yeah. it's amazing to me. But it, yeah, I have a, I have a respect for the ocean and it's a, it's a fearful respect. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm uh, nervous when, when, uh, when people, when the are, family's there when and I see the people oh, yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it is. It can be scary, like when you get caught in a riptide. I don't know if you've ever. I mean, I I, I remember when I was uh, actually I was in, I was a teenager, 
and you could feel them coming. And I think the thing is, is don't panic. I mean, if you like, you can feel yourself not able, not being able to get to move forward, like toward the shore. Uh-huh. And like, this is, this is scary right now, you know, but, but what I like whenever I've, and I haven't had that happen a lot, like, but when I've ever had that happen, I've just like floated. Like I, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay on the top of the water. And I'm just going to kind of swim sideways, yeah. swim, you know, swim sideways. Well, when I was, uh, I don't know, about 16 or 17 years old, we were at the beach and this little kid, maybe an eight years old or so was, um, was, he was out there, you know, riding waves in things like that. And he got caught in one of those small riptides and, um, and I could feel it too. Like I, I was like, Oh, here we go. You know? And, and he started panicking mm. and he was, and he starts screaming and yelling. I could, and then and I'm like, what in the world? And I turn around and, and so I went over and grabbed him and, and just started kind of saying, okay, buddy, we're just going to swim this direction. And we just swam sideways, 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 sideways until we got out of it. And then we went to shore and then we had to go back out and get his little um, bodyboard and all that. But man, his mom had tears in her eyes. She yeah. was like, she was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I was like, yeah, that'll, you know, that'll happen. We've been coming to the beach since I was a kid. And, and just the big thing is, is don't, don't panic. Just let, you know, um, that's the danger yourself, of it, right? Because you yeah. panic, you try to get, you, you're fighting against the, right. the this yeah, oh yeah. and you can't, you're you can't not going to win. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. You tire yourself and you tie out. yourself out and you drown. Yeah. That's how people, I mean, there was a lady that, um, actually from Ohio university, a teacher, sixth grade teacher, I, I believe who lived in uh, Oak Island down on, down below, down on the very tip of the, uh, outer banks. Yep. Yep. And, um, she was a teacher down there. She was, she's a grad here at Ohio university. Uh, this past April, she was killed in a, by saving somebody in a riptide. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't hear yeah. about that. And under a rip, a rip current. Yeah, the the person she saved lived, but she they did a real big ceremony for her and everything about how she was a hero. Oh, wow. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know about it either until I read about it. We were on a while we were at the beach. Actually, I read about that and I thought I had no idea I that happened. That and either. then I look back, and Ohio University did publish something um, in honor of her. Huh. It was in one of the newspapers or something. You know, to, to, to close that thought there, I, I think that's a great approach. And you know, when we're talking, you know, we're talking about the beach and, <laughs> and sunny days, but, you know, oftentimes when, when failure comes, we panic. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. when you're panicked, you're not in control. You don't have a plan and it, it's, it's detrimental to you and to, to what you're trying to accomplish it's to your why, right? It's detrimental mm-hmm. to your why. So to, to stay to stay focused, to stay calm. And you know, that, that's the, that's the first step. Yeah. That, that's what allowed you to, to kind of develop that approach and develop, you know, the steps that you're going to take to, to yeah. overcome the what you're experiencing. Yeah. Be practical. Do, do exactly what we're doing right here in this podcast episode. Yeah. Right. Be, let's be practical about it. Mm-hmm. What can I actually do? Yeah. What can I actually do to, to, to win? Yeah. We're talking about winning here. Right. And, yeah. and you're not, you're going to fail along the, the path on the journey to winning. Yeah. That's good stuff. And be, and, and be intent about it because you, you, you know, make a list, right? Write it down. Yeah. You hopefully know. you made a list. We had, we gave what, about five or six things here. Yeah. Make it. You know, the, the, I, I think the most important thing is your folk, you, you want to focus on that, on what you're going to do. You're going to focus on the response. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on what happened. Don't focus on the last pitch. Right. Focus on the next. Yeah, the R factor. Yeah. As Brian Kite says, and Tim, Tim Kite, you know, uh, 
Urban Meyer brought him in and talked to the Ohio State football team a few years ago. But the, the, their whole thing is on that the response factor. The, uh, your, the R factor is the biggest factor in anything that comes to you in your life, your response. And so they have a whole set of workshops called the R factor. And, and we need to put more emphasis on that being the most influential thing in anything that happens in our lives is how we respond to it, how we respond to it. Okay, this is bad. That's happening. Okay, how are you going to respond to it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, it's a huge thing. Failure is not a bad thing. No. I've got, I've got one more. Okay. I've got one more, and that is, at least that I can think of right now, don't be afraid, just because you failed, don't be afraid to, to, to keep dreaming big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, and I guess it goes back to Travis Mills, don't give up, never quit, don't give, you know, never give up because no one succeeds in anything by doing things that they know they can do, <laughs> right? Because, yeah. And so, and so the idea is I got a dream of doing things that I can't yet do, you know, and, and the, the catch 22 about that is the dichotomy is when I do things that I know I can't do, I'm going to fail at it. But you're not going to move forward if you don't if you don't choose to do those things. So just keep dreaming big. Keep putting yourself in situations that you're not really qualified. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's right. practice. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a it's a type of education. Yeah. The uh, we I the Middleport Youth League hands out a, a scholarship every year to uh, to a, a, a student at Meg's High School that played. At the you know at the middle in the Middleport Youth League. Oh, cool! The, that's a really cool thing. It is. It's awesome. That's an underlooked, an undervalued, and underappreciated thing. I would guess. I mean, yeah. do, do a lot of people know this happens? Uh, well, I mean, so a local recreational youth baseball softball league. Yeah, is helping someone go to college every year. Yeah, yeah, that's it's phenomenal. A, it's typically a five hundred dollar scholarship. Yeah, the coolest thing about it is I I normally get to present it. That's very yeah. So that's the coolest thing. So but, all these people think, oh, this is the Pat Martin scholarship. <laughs> no, it's it's actually it's the it's the Dave Boyd Middleport Youth League scholarship. Is that right? It was it was started by one of Dave's close friends. Man, he uh, good for yeah, good yeah. for Dave. Yeah. So, but the 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 slogan of that scholarship is education is the seed to uh, personal and spiritual growth. Oh wow! I think that I think I got that right. Uh, it's been a while. I didn't do, I didn't hear it out last refer year. Back to your presenter notes. Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't. <laughs> get to do it last year because of COVID. COVID. Didn't so I'm hoping, All I'm right. hoping I get to do it again, you know, this year. But, and I, and I always, I always relate that education back to experience. Experience is a form of education. Yeah. So, you know, failure is a form of experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we, we learn from our failure. We know that we, you know, pe people know that, but it's, it, it's easy for it to become cliche it is. and, you know, to toss that aside to, you know, to poo poo it, but it's, it, it's a, it's a invaluable part of our life. Yeah. And without it, we're not going anywhere. Yep. We should start, we should start seeing it that way. We should. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not something to be afraid of. It's not, it's not something to be, you know, you said earlier, feel the guilt, feel the, feel the shame and you should, but again, right. Forgive yourself. Just don't feel it long. Under, yeah. Under, understand what, what you're going through, understand what happened and then, uh, and then move forward, move forward, move forward. It's good stuff. It is. It is. And I'm glad I'm glad we talked about it again. Me too. I'm glad we talked about it again. The one some I, things are worth repeating. The one thing I thought about, I can't remember how many times we talked about failure, but I know on our 12 days of coaching 
episode list. You, we, we, you talked about challenge. We had one called failure on the 12th. Oh, days. we did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was a five minute, 10 minute episode, though. That we did a little, sure, like 12 days oh, of Christmas. Oh, no, I remember what I was thought. It, it was for our Thanksgiving, our gratitude. Our yes. gratitude oh, episode. Yeah. You said Some you were grateful for, for, fa- for struggle. For. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I actually said failure. Something I'm thankful for. Maybe failure. But that was because I remember your that. response was like, "What? Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I remember <laughs> I, I was thankful for you know my mom and my dad and my wife and <laughs> and you had all these abstract abstract ideas. Abstract ideas. I, not to remind your family yeah, of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that they didn't come to mind when I was coming up with 10 things that I'm thankful for. No. Uh, we we got to do that again so I can redeem myself. <laughs> but no, hey, you know what? We've got, we have, so looking looking ahead here, we've yeah. got a guest coming on for next week. Yep. Right? And then after that, I believe our next podcast is our 100th episode. Right. And I and I don't think that I've talked with you. But I did I, have I told you I've got an idea for nope, this episode. It's still a secret. So you and I need to talk about that this afternoon. Okay. I've got a I've got an idea, and and if you like it, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it. It's gonna it's gonna take some work, but I think it'll be I think it'll be a lot of fun. Okay. And so 100th episode of the Coaching Life podcast. Pretty. That's monumental. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Not bad. I mean that is. Uh, I mean you think about it. That is that is. You know we know we've been doing it longer than two years, mm-hmm. but it's two straight years of not missing a week. Right. Oh, right. I mean, even though, but we have, We've you know, we took a big, right. long, you know, we took a sabbatical here this summer, essentially, sure. but still we're reaching a hundred episodes. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. I like that. I would say ESPN will probably fun. reach out around 200. When you get, yeah, when we get beyond a hundred, I think that's when we really start taking off. Sure. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we've, we've made it this far and I appreciate all of our, everyone that, uh, spins us up in their, in their, uh, their podcast app on a weekly basis and listens to us. And that, you know, as always, we're, we, uh, we encourage you to reach out and, and let us know what you think, how you feel, and give us some ideas to, to talk about as we, as we move forward. But, yep, nice talking to everyone. Yeah, it was a good day.